The struggle, especially within the context of our church, is having the self-awareness to understand and acknowledge that none of us are perfect. All of us have areas where we fall short and all of us have certain pitfalls that are unique to us and embracing that is not by just simply accepting it, but by understanding that we need a savior who helps us through that. We need community that um, comes together and fights for us. Um, in an unbiased, non-judgmental, safe, and effective way, which is really the community that I've found at Zoe. Um, I am diagnosed, have clinical depression, and um, went untreated for a really, really long time up until three years ago. Just for the longest time, I just felt really isolated and um, didn't really feel a whole heck of a lot. I was completely numb to everything and didn't have any feelings about anything, which I was really good at faking for a really long time. And um, that is, you know, even with knowing the Lord and, and um, having a really awesome community. And um, it ended up getting to a point where I was either gonna do something permanent or um, was gonna get help. And I chose the latter of those. The reason why I don't care and actually like talking about having depression is because if you guys had met me during that time, now you probably wouldn't really even know a difference and that's really scary i mean that's how close you can be to that line where you just never know that somebody's on the other side of it um so going to a church that like is serious about community and serious about um always having people invited always having people you know at the table um is like a really really important thing to me I think the most important thing that you can do for yourself on this planet is find a group of people that you love that are willing to pour into you and be intentional with you whose main focus, main reason for things is Jesus because you will not find a more healthy, thriving version of life than with that group of people who are focused on the one person that can actually help you through any of the things that you're going through that you're feeling allow those people to speak into you and be jesus to you in your your good times in, in your dark times find just find those people find that community and understand the importance of having a community that is above all else focused on inviting jesus to the table When my kids were little, there was a phrase that I would hear them say on a fairly frequent basis. You know, maybe they'd walk into the kitchen and try to take a bottle out of the refrigerator and, and try to open it themselves. And I'd see them working at it, working at it. And, and finally, I'd get to the point where I'd say, hey, do you want daddy to help you? And they would say this to me, I could do it myself. Now, to be honest, as a dad, I kind of like that. I like that somebody who's persevering and doesn't give up really easily, but I would know, man, there's no way they're getting that bottle open. And eventually they would relent and they would hand the bottle to their dad and, 
and I could help them. You know, as we get a little bit older, I think this phrase is something that unfortunately we can hold to at unhealthy times. We can say, I can do it myself. We all want to think that we're strong, right? that we're independent, that we don't need anybody else. And none of us likes to show our weakness or show the times that we've failed. But at the same time, all of us crave to be truly known by other people, right? To have people that that don't know the fake version of us, the, the, the one that's trying to put on an act, but the, the real person, the real challenge, the real things that we're going through. There's a phrase that we use around here at Zoe, and it's this, real life together. Now, the life we know is the Zoe life. It's the abundant, overflowing, overwhelming life that we only find in Jesus. But our belief is that every person wants to experience that in the context of real community, right? With other people who, who know them and care about them and are concerned about them, this real life together. But here's the thing. None of us can experience that on accident. There's a story in scripture I want to take you to, to guide us here this morning. It's found in John chapter 4. It's a story that maybe you've heard of before. Jesus says that he's going through an area known as Samaria. And, and he's obviously tired. He sits down by a well and he wants a drink of water. And so he, he speaks to a woman, this Samaritan woman. And he talks to her and asks her for a drink. And this woman is kind of taken aback. She's like, I'm a woman. You, you as a man in our culture shouldn't be talking to me. And more than that, I'm a Samaritan and you're a Jew. You shouldn't be talking to me like this. And Jesus says this in John chapter four. He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now this woman is, is very confused right away. And she's like, she goes on and says, sir, you, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? You see, Jesus wasn't talking about any ordinary water, just the kind of thing that you get so you're not thirsty anymore. He's talking about this abundant life, this living water that only comes through Jesus. And, and he begins to talk to this about her and she gets very excited. She's like, this living water, I want this living water. How can I get this? But it's at that moment that Jesus turns the conversation and he starts to lean into her life a little bit and talk about some of the personal things, some of the things that maybe she's a little embarrassed by. You see, there's some relationships she's had that she's embarrassed by. And Jesus starts to talk about that. But this woman, she suddenly puts the wall up. You see, she doesn't want to talk about the challenges she's facing. She doesn't want to get honest and real about her life. No, she kind of puts her hand up and says, no, let's, let's change the conversation. And she starts trying to have a theological conversation rather than having an authentic, personal conversation about her life. You see, when I think about this story, I think so often this is where we find ourselves. You see, God wants to bring this living water to us. He wants to give us this real Zoe life. But so often when it really comes to the hard stuff of our life, we kind of put the walls up and we say, no, we don't want to go there. We don't want to talk about that, Jesus. We try to hide from him. See, there's a big so what I have here this morning for our message. We always say, so what? What's the point of this thing? And the big so what this morning is a phrase that you've probably heard before, and it's this. Embrace the struggle. See, this is one of our core values around here at Zoe Church. And we say this, embrace the struggle of life. How many of you know life isn't always easy? It doesn't always go the way that we want to. 
But so often in life, we feel like rather than being real about the fact that we're struggling, especially as followers of Christ, we think we've got to hide it. We've got to pretend like everything's going well when it isn't. But I say, embrace the struggle of life. It's okay to be honest. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. But take heart, I've overcome the world. It doesn't make you more spiritual to ignore the fact that sometimes we go through hard things. And I say, embrace that reality. It's okay to be honest that sometimes life is hard. It's not always going well. And when we can be honest with ourselves about that and honest with those around us, it sets everybody at ease to say, you know what? I can be honest with what I'm experiencing as well. But it's more than embracing the struggle of life. We say we embrace the struggle of faith because faith isn't always easy. You know, there's times in life where you have questions. You don't understand what's going on. You're frustrated. Maybe you're not happy with what's going on in your life and you have questions in your faith. And sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't talk about that. I can't ask those questions. I can't bring that to God. I say this all the time. God's shoulders are broad enough to take our questions and they're tender enough to take our tears. And no matter what you are facing, it's okay. We can embrace the struggle that is faith because sometimes it isn't easy. But God cares for us and he will meet us where we are. You see, there is living water available for us. God has good things for us. But the question is, are we willing to get real with him? Are we willing to be honest with him and to be honest with others? You see, when we're willing to embrace the struggle in our own lives, it creates a space where people can be real with us. And if we do that as a congregation and as a church, it creates a space where outsiders can walk in our doors and say, you know what, I can be honest with where I'm at because this is a place that's safe to be real. There's a challenge I wanna give every single one of us as we step into this New Year's and it's simply two words, pursue openness. Could we pursue openness this year? First off, to pursue openness with God. You know, I think there's times in life where we're struggling with things and maybe we're wrestling with things, but we don't feel like we can talk to God about that. This year, could you do that? Maybe there's a, an addiction you're struggling with. Maybe there's a challenge you have in your faith. Maybe there's a circumstance and a, a behavior you're embarrassed by. But rather than hiding it from God this year, what if we would pursue openness and say, God, could you help me in this area? Could I experience your living water in this area? But could we also pursue openness with one another? Every single one of us needs somebody in our life that we are completely honest with, that knows all about us. Who is that in your life? Do you have someone? This year, could you pursue openness in your relationships? Could you find that one person where you say, you know what, I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm gonna talk about the things that are going well and I'm gonna talk about the things that I'm struggling. And as we do that together, we can experience the real life together that God intended for every one of us. And I believe as we do that as a church, that's the kind of place that makes a massive impact in our world where others who are far from God can experience the life-giving hope of Jesus. This year, can we embrace the struggle? Can we pursue openness and see God move in our lives? I wanna pray over us as we close here this morning. Father, we thank you so much that you paved the way for us, God. You died on a cross and gave us the opportunity of this new life. But God, I pray that we wouldn't kind of hold it and try and figure it out on, out on our own. Instead, God, may we be open. We, may we be honest with where we are and may we experience this life overflowing in us and in the world around us. 
God, help us this year to pursue openness, God, with you first and foremost, but also with those around us, God. May we have relationships that that aren't fake, but relationships that are true and authentic. And God, may we see a new level of growth in our faith this year because we're willing to get real with you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Name, amen. Well, we want to be able to close our year out by being able to take communion together. And so I'm going to invite my family out to join me. And uh, we're going to participate in communion here in the Lynn's house. Hopefully you're able to do so at your home. If you've got a solid in a liquid, go ahead and take that out. Here at the Lynn's house, uh, we're using goldfish and water. So uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> my kids are bigger than they were last year. Slide down a little bit. Start over. I'm scooting. <laughs> I'm scooting my butt. Well, the purpose of communion is to be able to remember what Jesus has done for us. And when we think about embracing the struggle, the fact is Jesus embraced the struggle by embracing us when we are far from him. And so we remember his death and his resurrection by doing this. And so it says on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread or a goldfish and he broke it. He said, this is my body broken for me. Let's eat together. And it says, in the same way, he took the cup after dinner. He said, this is the blood of the covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. Let's just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have done for us. We thank you that you died for us. We thank you that you made the way for us. And you thank you, God, that we get to be a part of a family. It's not just the family that's in our houses right now, but the family of God all around the world. And God, I pray this year you would help us to live for you. Father, that we would truly embrace the struggle of life, but do it in the context of community. God, that we could live out everything that you've done for us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to close our time this morning by just taking a moment to worship again together. So we invite you to join with us and sing.
Eaten 
we are so glad that you were able to join us for Zoe at home, be able to worship together. It's been so fun this week. Yeah, we just want you all to know how much we love and appreciate you. You guys make Zoe Church so much fun, and we just love you all. And so we hope you have a very happy new year. Yeah, we hope you can join us again next Sunday in person or online as we're back to our normal schedule at 9.30 or 11. So happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs>